Welcome to another episode of the Brian, Brian, holy sh- the grind, <laughs> the Brian Shrimp Podcast, <laughs> the Grind Podcast, where I talk hunting, entrepreneurship, and the daily grind. What it takes to earn success. Speaking of earning daily success, I'm your host Eric Van Workham. And I have Aaron here. Uh, I was earning my daily success doing one of those uh, mountain challenge, mountain tough workouts. I did crazy eights this morning. With sleds and everything, broad jumps into burpees, felt good, amazing. What about the the ball toss? Yeah, uh, no. We did, what do we do instead of the ball toss? Oh, we did lunges, reverse lunges instead of the ball toss. And I, my body feels so good working out that versus isolated lifting. Like I feel so strong, like just core m- muscles back. Uh, by the way, I think Ryan sent me a code if people want to check it out. So if you sign up for Mountain Tough, you get, um, by the way, we're not sponsored with those guys in any way, shape, or form. I just got a good buddy that works there. He's a great dude. Loved him for a long time. Him and I used to grind together at OnX uh, in the marketing department. Uh, let's see. Right, right. Okay, code MealyFreak. First month free on the monthly plan. That's 14 days of the trial, and then you get 30 days free basically after that. Code is MealyFreak, all caps, all one word. Mountain Tough is not for the faint of heart, but there's different levels you can try. Anyways, I'm a true believer in it. It's amazing. Um, It just pushes me harder. Are you still doing dailies? Yeah. And? MGDs. I think... I think I thought, and I don't know if they view, you know, you talked about different levels, but I don't know if the MGD is supposed to be like, it's, so it's minimal gear. So you don't have to have a, you know, you can do it at your house versus a gym. You don't have to be at a gym. So most everything you just need like a cooler pull up bar and some dumbbells. But anyway, I thought maybe they were going to be a little bit easier, but they're not. They, Hmm. the MGDs are very tough. They destroy you. So Hmm. a lot of cardio. A lot of cardio. It's just the same thing. It's a hit workout, high intensity. Freaking and love it. I think a lot of people just don't know what to do when they go to the gym, and that's why they end up just oh, they bench, sit at the bench. bench and curl and and yeah. triceps so, and and that's why Mountain Tough is really awesome because yeah. it's lined out for you and it preps you for hunting. There's a kid I know at the gym, nice guy. Him and a buddy work out together. I've like invited him to do like a few of the workouts, like scaled way down. Now they try to avoid me at the gym. He said his lungs burned for like a week and he was <laughs> coughing up mucus for three, four days. Yeah. So now they try to avoid me at the gym. They won't <laughs> do it anymore. It's tough, but there's different levels, but it sounds like MGDs is probably an elite level. Not as much weight maybe. Yeah. And then don't they have like a, a preseason? What, what was it called? I don't know. I, they have a preseason, but I think that's more of the elite program. Gotcha. But I think there's different levels. At any rate, I did that this morning. I'm feeling pretty good. I feel really good. Um, yeah, it's good. Uh, thanks for your support on the game bags. Uh, there's a coupon code for them in the podcast before this one. So if you want a coupon code, grab that. Um, they're doing good. They should be here shortly. So if you order them, be patient. They're coming. A lot of cool stuff in the works, but, um, I got my Matthews lift, uh, two months ago. I haven't had any time to shoot it. Um, so we're working on a video right now, but let me just tell you about the Matthews lift versus the phase four now aaron you're shooting like are you shooting v3x mm-hmm. yeah okay so you didn't have the phase four no i F- didn't phase four is super smooth 
Um, great bow, very quiet. But this lift is next level. Vibration-free, dead in the hand, probably quieter than phase four. But here's the big thing. If there's one thing that you take away from this uh, lift thing, you don't have yours yet. It's on the way. But, dude, it's a half a pound lighter than the phase four. And it's an ounce lighter than your lightest carbon bow from Hoyt. That's crazy. That is crazy. So I I did some reading, and I also read that. And I was like, I, I'm not going to know notice a difference when I pick up your phase four and your lift. Because you've had them all week here next to each other. And you go and pick it up, and it is a big difference. That's it's crazy. Light. Very noticeable. Peyton and I were both surprised. We're like, oh, you won't be able to notice it. I didn't, like, you wouldn't think you'd notice that, huh? No. Yeah, I think I think the bare bow phase four is 4.48. The lift is 399. Like, oh, that's a big deal. Okay, so I will say the phase four has it in one thing, but I can't tell you because my string's not broken. It's a smoother draw on the phase four, I'd say. Is But I'd rather dead in the hand, quieter, uh, quicker. I'd take the lift over the phase four. Is it day. smoother because you've shot it a bunch and it's could, broken in? Could be. Could yeah. be totally mental. Could be. I and thought you're I, so you're so used to that phase yeah, four, you the know? way it pulls. Yep, could be. I don't know. I'm, that's why I say it's going to need more reps. But it could be just the way um, my mind and muscle memory is used to the phase four. Like I shot that boat every day for 365 days, and you've shot it a lot, so it's yeah. just everything's set and smooth. And so maybe your yeah lift will get into that same groove where it feels really nice. But yeah, it's a. Uh, it's it's rock solid. Um, quicker, quieter, lighter. If you're a Western guy, uh, you've probably kind of maybe thought of Hoyt because it's light uh, in the backcountry, especially if you hunt the backcountry. But, man, Matthews is the bow company, in my opinion. It is the bow company. Uh, you can't convince me otherwise. And they're so innovative. Like, Matt McPherson... Uh, has something up his sleeve all the time and like it's like oh what are they gonna do next i thought they'd like do phase 4x but they did the lift that's it's quite a bit different um still has your stay filled system uh in the cams these are switch weight cams but they're called the x cams that's a little different integrated rest uh they have a new thing in the grip where you can test your I don't know if it's your, like your accuracy or your, the flight of your arrow. I haven't looked into it much. There's that new that you can upgrade. I don't think it's out yet. I just saw Lancaster Archer was doing a thing on it. Um, and the match grade strings. That's a big improvement over the zebra strings. They're saying like these match grades are the string of the industry. And, you know, if any if anybody hated on Matthews, it was usually over their strings. And now where they have the these match grade strings. Yeah, that's that's the one thing I've never heard anyone say anything about a Matthews, whether it's a PS, PSE shooter or a Hoyt shooter, the only thing that they've, I've ever heard is string. And it's like... Complain about the strings? Yeah. But but I think that that's just kind of, it's what people have said and it's circulated. So that's just what they say because they're a Hoyt guy or because yeah. they're a PSE guy. It's but they like, can't say anything else bad about the bow. So exactly. they got to so knock go for on the, the string. strings. Yeah. yeah. They take them at their weak point, the string. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. People said that. Uh, I'm just like, no, it's been great for me. So anyway, I literally flipped off, uh, took or put on a new Arxos, 
transfer the sight tape over. Justin Adams built me these arrows that are legit with the custom Mealy Freak uh, fletchings that we sell. They're Axis Hybrids. AAEs on the website, so you can check them out there. They're the Earn It fletchings. And, man, I'm really excited about this bow. I'm excited to let it rip in January. Really excited. So, uh, video coming out on YouTube. If you don't... If, if you're listening to this, you don't watch this on YouTube, man. You're you're missing out. A whole whole other world of content over there on YouTube. So, again, we appreciate the support, but uh, let's pick a winner. Brody Jardine, you're a winner of the Days of 12 podcast. So, if you're listening to this, email in. If not, I'll try to remember to email you. You're up for free hoodie. Um, thanks for uh, leaving a review. Uh, would love uh, would love uh, for you to grab that hoodie. I'll get you a code here shortly. So, Brody Jardine, Jardine, you're a winner. Uh, so if you want to enter the podcast, you got a leave a review on Spotify or iTunes, uh, screenshot that review and, uh, send me an email at erik at mealyfreak.com. What else are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about some of the new Utah stuff going on policies. What were they going to try? They're going to try a four point only unit. Is that in set? One. Is that set? They're just testing it in one unit. I don't remember the name. I don't I, remember the unit. I don't either. I'm pretty sure it's, I'm pretty sure it's set. Let me see. Let's talk about that. So I think I think it's a I think it's a good and bad thing. Good in the sense that you're only killing you're letting the older ones mature. But I, I'm not I don't believe that once it's a two point, it's always a two point, or once it's a three point, it's always a three point. Things can fluctuate year to year. But like the crappy part is is if you couldn't kill a big old two point with gnarly eye guards or a cheater or a three point big gnarly wide three point that was heavy and old. Like that's, that's where I feel like that law fails you. Yeah. You like to freaking cool stuff. So why don't you speak to that? Well, I would like to see, listen, I haven't looked at data, so I can't say that I've like studied this and, and how it's affected areas that have done four point only. So I don't want to, I want to make that clear, but I think it's just based off of my initial thoughts. I think it's dumb because I think there's giant three points that are seven, eight, nine-year-old bucks that need to get shot. There's giant two points. I know of a two point I've seen four years in a row and in a unit I hunt, he's so, huge. So he's one that'll never be bigger than a two point. No. Yeah. 100%. He will not be. But and he, wouldn't you agree he was the biggest, most dominant deer this year and he was pushing every deer around. Yeah. But wouldn't you agree that sometimes a two point could be a four point next year? It's not always yeah. the case. I think it's just different deer to deer. But remember, you, remember the old adage? Well, once a two point, always a two point. Once a three point, always a three point. It'll never be bigger yeah, than that. that. That's, that's not for, true. No, of I course think it's not. different deer to deer. But the thing is, is you got to know age. You can you can base that off of age. If you have a four year old two point, he's he might be a two point the rest of his life. If you have a two year old yeah. two point, he ain't gonna you know he's gonna be something else. So. So I get you know four point only. You're letting those two points that are gonna grow. Um, you're gonna let those two points that are going to be something else continue to, to grow and, and mature and get older. So in that, in that aspect, it's good. In another aspect, it's like, shouldn't you shoot a nine year old or eight, eight year old, seven year old three point? Yeah, you should. Somebody should. Yeah. And, and I just feel like that law. So is that unit wouldn't do? Yeah. Is it, so is that letting all the old, old two points and three points spread their genes because all the four points are getting shot? And then the two points and three points are the ones left in November running does. Yeah, that's tough. In my mind, that's, that's, but again, I, but, I haven't but looked kudos at data. But kudos to the biologists for saying, hey, let's try it out, I guess, versus making it a law everywhere, right? Yeah. 
Um, I think I think that's definitely a good thing. Uh, what about scopes on muzzleloaders? We got that muzzleloader we can't use now. <laughs> we can. We just can't use it with a scope. Yeah, I mean, I'm not happy about it. Yeah. I think, uh, I don't know. It there sucks. is data on that, though. It sucks. We, we weren't killing more deer with that yeah. muzzleloader, that like, scope. Yeah. I just, I don't know. They go back to, to, you know, they're trying to say it's not fair chase, but it's like with rifle, it's just, you know, it's the same thing as, as essentially as rifle hunting. So you're saying rifle hunting is not fair chase. That's what you're essentially saying by saying a muzzle, uh, a scope needs to come off the muzzleloader in, in my mind. Yeah. Rifle hunting is not fair chase. That's what you're saying. Cause right. the same, the same scope that's on your muzzleloader is on a rifle. So I don't know. It, I don't know. More wounded deer, maybe. Uh, Kevin Norman said it didn't pass the board. What? From SFW, the four-point only test oh, thank unit. thank goodness. So. So that's not a thing. That's not a thing, but the, the scopes off the muzzleloader are, so. Kevin is a head of technology committee. I have a bone to pick with you. <laughs> There's, there, and from what I understand or what people are saying, more meal there weren't dying as a result with, um scopes on muzzleloaders from the stats that people were sharing to my knowledge I don't know I don't know if you looked at that no I didn't look at it interesting what was the other thing they had going on um I don't know but one of the one of the things they added new to 2023 was the late season archery elk hunt oh yeah which, limited entry elk hunt and and we happen to know a couple people that drew it and right. So far, the people we know haven't killed Kill. bulls. No, so. they haven't. And great, and probably some of the best bow hunters around. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And they haven't killed, so that's kind of interesting. Yeah, which my buddy Jonah, he was hunting a specific bull. It was, he said it was a 360 bull. So, um, yeah, he said he lots of bulls, could have killed some other ones. He got close on that one, but couldn't, couldn't quite handle it. I think Travis... Um, Nwani, he was close on some. I haven't talked to him, but um, he was close on some. But I think the season's 72 over. 72 yards. Yeah, he was Closest 72 today, yards. today, probably, right? 14th? Uh, no, 15th, I think it was. 14th uh, or 15th, I can't remember. I think the extended hunt closes today for elk on the front. Yeah. So I'd imagine no, the same day. tomorrow. The oh. extended closes tomorrow. Oh, it does? Yeah. Huh. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know of any. I haven't seen pictures circulating of big ones being killed. No, I haven't either. Huh. So, yeah, kind of interesting. I, I still think it's kind of cool that they opened that up. Yeah, I think but. that. I think anytime you're allowing different opportunities, um, maybe you know, I, th I think that's cool. And a state that does really good at that is Idaho. They have some really cool, yeah. diverse hunts uh, with trad muzzleloaders, traditional muzzleloaders, and late, late season archery elk hunts. Late season archery elk, yeah, late season archery elk hunts, which and is actually Yildir. a general tag. Yep, they got some cool stuff. Uh, on a different note, we uh, we have do any day now some limited edition game changer vinyl harnesses, and these two colorways that we did we will likely never do again. Um, so once we launch these, and I'm not I'm not going to tell you what they are, but once we launch these, these will be gone forever, and they're sick, like super sick. So um, if you get a chance snag one of these we'll announce it here on the podcast well if you're not subscribed to our email or sms we'll announce it there also but they're gonna they're gonna be pretty pretty awesome 
Yeah, there's going to be a limited run of them too, so there's not a ton. So they will go fairly quick based on our thoughts and projections. So they'll be gone pretty quick. So if you want one, you snag one. What uh, what hunts you got coming up? Mexico, coos deer in January. When's the last time you were in Mexico? <laughs> oh, boy. Probably before you, were, you weren't married. When you were chasing senoritas in Mexico. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was a long time ago. I think were you married? No, you Dude, weren't married then. No, it was long, when the skunk was jumped a, on your face. You know when time. the mouse was in our house the other day, and Janessa and Janessa was losing her mind, and I might have squealed too. I we think talked she about, was calm. She said you were yeah, the one no, that was she freaking wasn't out. Calm. She was going to pee the bed versus get up and go to the bathroom, and yeah, she was not calm. Uh, but listen, I was like, can you imagine? You think this mouse is back? Can you imagine a skunk on your face? <laughs> 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 Zorillos. Yeah, we had to learn the Mexican word for skunk. Zorillos. Uh, because we were hunting in Mexico, our first trip down there for mule there. I think it was 2015 or something, wasn't it? No, yeah. 16, maybe. We're in this old, gnarly, rundown ranch house. It was like a jail, like a prison cell. Yeah. It was all cement, and then it had like metal bars. And metal doors. Yeah. And there was scary. a little nail that held this metal door into the um, concrete wall. And this skunk could push it open because the nail was coming out of the wall. Well, this skunk was living in the oven. <laughs> and the camp cook was feeding it. And so this thing would come out at night, just like these mice do at my home, and just scour the kitchen for food. Well, it turns out he was actually leaving it scraps. So it was kind of his pet skunk. And he was pooping on, like, the flower bags and stuff. That's kind of how we figured out, holy crap, this thing's inside. Yeah. We figured it was, but then we saw, started seeing the skunk poop everywhere. And then we heard, remember all the scratching we would hear? Yeah, scratching at the doors. <laughs> yeah. That thing was trying to come into our room. We didn't, we didn't it was like uh, I am legend when you'd go to bed. <laughs> like you wouldn't want to come out of the, out of the, the, the ranch house because the, the creatures were roaming. <laughs> and then they would try to like scratch underneath your door to come in. Well, this sucker jumped on Aaron's bed in the middle of the night and they were just weaning these cows and calves, these pears. And so I had earplugs in. So I was kind of oblivious to what was going on because it was all night long. Well, I put earplugs in and I woke up to Aaron screaming his head off and him standing at the tip of his bed um, screaming, there's a, what did you, what were you screaming? There's a skunk? Something just crawled on me, I said. I, I didn't know it initially. So I felt him, the little footsteps on my chest <laughs> and then I felt the, I felt the fuzzy tail run across my face and that was the. That was, uh, gosh, I freaked out. I literally swung, backhanded, swung. I hit him. Hey, you used to say it was a forearm shiver. And I he smacked the cement wall so hard. You, you sent thump, him? Oh, I sent him hard. And he just, <laughs> he hit that wall, and then we heard him scurrying around, and I was up on the bed. There's something in here. He's like, what? what's wrong? I was like, I was asleep. <laughs> and I had earplugs in, so I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> And then the, did you see it? No, it was pitch black in there. You got, and then we got, we turned, someone found their phone. We shined the light and we could see the little critter running right. around on the floor. It's, I think I thought, I swear at one point you said, it's a skunk. I, yeah, I think I it's did. It's a skunk. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, there's a skunk in the house. All our gear is going to be ruined. We're going to get sprayed. Like, have you ever been sprayed close quarters of skunk? Yes, I have. It's like awful. It's nasty. Like puking for 20 minutes, nasty. Yeah, and there's no, uh, you, you're not, there's no washing, washer dryers there. So, no. well, let's pray that you don't have a skunk in your. Yeah. We got Joe 
Everyone thinks Joe and Aaron are twins. They're going <laughs> together. Yeah, but you got we got to finish the story on that. The the cook ended up they ended up figuring out it was the cook that was feeding the thing. And so one afternoon after the morning hunt, he <laughs> lift they lift up the oven and he reaches under and grabs a skunk by the tail and throws it out the door. And then the, the <laughs> I think the the outfitter brought a shotgun back. A couple of shotguns. And they were like, it, dude, he was feeding multiple skunks. Oh, I think we had like 20 come out that night. Yeah, he they, they like shot up five skunks <laughs> that night. And we shot the rifle. Boom, boom. Then we were shooting him with rifles <laughs> at dark, yeah. like all around the ranch house because he'd been feeding them for months and months and months. So these skunks got accustomed to coming into the home. So that's why they were reaching underneath the ranch house because yeah. they'd been being fed by the camp. It was gross, dude. It's we like, ate there for a week. Yeah. We were like eating off this table that had skunk feces on it. That's awesome. It was kind of gross. So, you know, when Big Buster ate his cereal this morning, I heard that mouse crunching the the life cereal. So I'm pretty sure that mouse was in his cereal, and Buster didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's let's hope that doesn't happen again with me and Joe. So yeah, because I don't think Joe could hack it. <laughs> Joe would walk home. Joe, he, I was going to say Mexico. He'd, he'd go all the way home. <laughs> Anyways, um, uh, then I have a late. Uh, I guess would it be late season? late season archery rut hunt with a bow um providing my lovely bride doesn't give birth this is new to her she's over there she was this is this is news she says no it's not i canceled my coos deer hunt for you so i could help you after the baby huh (laughs) uh successful marriages are built on full transparency She's laughing again. Uh, anyways, so that's exciting. We'll have some more content coming to you this next year. We're trying to wrap up uh, hunts. We have Tyler's Burn Bucks 2.0. Still hasn't released yet. We'll probably release that next Friday. Uh, then I imagine we'll go over to Janessa's big buck she killed this year, and then we'll finish it off with uh, Aaron's big old bruiser, don't you think? We have veteran deer and elk hunts too. Oh, shoot. And we have youth hunts and... Gosh, dang. And that moose hunt I filmed all with my iPhone. So you forgot a few. But yeah. You did a lot of hunting this year. I didn't. You did. I did a lot of following people around. Yeah. Yeah. Forgot. I forgot about all those. We might be able to put that youth hunt with Janessa's too. She'll be son. Or two youth hunts together. Yeah. Or two youth hunts together. Anyways, lots of content coming your way. Be sure to subscribe to YouTube. Uh, enter Enter the giveaway. 12 Days of Podcasts. And uh, if you're still wanting to get orders in, you need to order ASAP. Um, We got a bunch of cool stocking stuffers, fletchings, game bags, rifle covers, trifle glassing pads, shirts, hats, lots of merch, huh? Lots of merch. And you're you're funding um, you're you're funding our lifestyle. So thanks, guys. Just kidding. No, you're supporting a small business uh, who uh, is bringing you content. Hopefully it's good enough that you keep watching and entertaining. We appreciate you guys, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one.